welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sauzcast, where finance meets romance, the sexiest financial podcast in the world, only here on Valuetainment, the number one channel in the world for entrepreneurs. As we all know, for you men and even women out there, our only goal here is to see you get paid, laid, and do it your way. <laughs> finance, romance, have the time of your life. And as you know, we bring in very special guests here with very different perspectives, all to serve game. We don't bring slouches on this show. Whether it's a man, whether it's a woman, we're only bringing the best of the best here. So with that being said, let's meet our panel today. We've got a couple newcomers and a couple oldies but goodies. I'm talking about you. I would never say that about you, Janelle. Uh, but goodies with you. Um, to my left, female entrepreneur, 30 under 30, what, explain it. What, what, what is it exactly? <laughs> sales leader? Yes, currently number one female sales trainer under 30. I'm a CEO and founder of Elite Sales Women. Kayla Hodges in yes. the house. Thank and you're you moving me. to Arizona soon. I am. We're moving to Scottsdale next week. So we're lucky we caught you. Yes, last We're very lucky. Here. Another <laughs> uh, newcomer to the show, Linda Catalina, um, a political commentator, mostly conservative Latina entrepreneur. She doesn't ruffle any feathers ever. Never. She's just, you know, very peaceful. No drama for your mama. Speaking of very peaceful and no drama, Janelle's back. Janelle Gordon's in the house. I affectionately call her Mama Milf. That's right. Sexpert, <laughs> orgasmic life. That's She's right. in white today. I've never Concept seen her white? in white. Uh, usually in red, and mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you and Linda... We did not plan this. I'm just, you know, getting ready for my Tantra retreat, so I'm, oh. like, got my mudras on. I'm just, yes. you know, channeling. You seem very calm today. I am. Why so calm? Well, last time I caused a little bit of a <laughs> ruckus. So, so you're being nice today. Well, maybe. Okay. And speaking of being nice, Sterling Cooper's in the house. Thank He's you. back. You were running for president of the United States the last yeah, time you were here. Uh, can we I get that I shot in the right? background, please? Yeah. Yeah. Deli, can we focus on that? <laughs> Sterling, what was your um, your speech that you gave last time? Let's get to the... Oh, goodness. Okay. Look, vote for Sterling 2024. <laughs> gonna, we're going to take over the world. We're going to take over Miami, take over America. Manly gonna, man. Make sure uh, everyone's getting laid and getting paid like Adam that's wants. That's true. Yeah. Manly man, sex coach. Um, you know, we, we bring in people that can, can give you advice on all facets of life and what it means to be a man. I just had a birthday recently. Ooh. And you might be thinking, well, when you turn 40 again for the second or third time, you know, at that point, you might become a man at some point. Um, I feel like now I'm, I'm officially going from like a Miami boy, party boy to becoming a man. You might say, what took you so long? If you live in Miami, you know what takes guys so long. <laughs> so uh, I'm excited to start the show with our team today. So why don't we do this? Before we get started, what we ask everybody is how you make your money and your relationship status. So why don't you start first, Kayla? I have a sales training company for women. And as of this past weekend, I am officially a girlfriend. Wow. wow. Yeah. Congratulations. So Who's the lovely? I can't say yet. Okay. <laughs> Can you give us a hint? No. Is it a boy? Is it a girl? Is it an alien? Is it a transgender? Is it's it a macho a, man? Is it a give he's me a, a really something. amazing man and amazing. we will be launching publicly in the next two to three months. Launching, launching publicly. This sounds like an IPO. It does sound like a, like well, I'm gonna dap you up because uh, your man is very lucky. Thanks. Just so you know, we met speaking on a panel that Melissa put together, Epic Talks, yes. where we were on an amazing panel with 
sales leaders, entrepreneurs, and uh, Marcus Lemonis was the keynote speaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not familiar with Marcus Lemonis, he uh, was on CNBC, The Prophet, amazing guy. I think he like read your mind, blew your mind, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he read my mind. He was awesome. Uh, I, I, I really had a newfound respect for him today. So uh, sales leader and launching her relationship soon, her relationship <laughs> coming to a TV station Does it sound you. like a recipe for disaster? <laughs> <or no? laughs> I'm really excited. Um, okay, Linda Catalina, Hi. relationship status and how you make your money. So I'm single. Um, and I have uh, an e-commerce store in Shopify. It's called Shop Same Jewelry, and I also have brand deals because of my social media accounts. Okay, entrepreneur to say the least. Speaking of, I think I want to come up with a new you. Like I kind of came up with sexpert. Yeah. Now I'm like thinking of like sextrapreneur. I, like I, I don't that. know. Have you ever been anywhere? I like, I like that. Okay. Sextrapreneur. I'll go with. Well, that. you know, you embrace your sexuality. You I, teach men and women how to kind of live their best life in that regard an yes, orgasmic life an orgasmic so they say life. absolutely so relationship status and we know how you make your money with your retreats and one-on-one your coaching. coaching uh group coaching um online courses so if you want to get better at relationship intimacy and sex then i'm the person for you there we go um relationship status i'm seeing someone so i'm not gonna say details because i don't i think i i've said a lot of details in the past yeah and um Maybe that's not so great. Is this a new leaf for turning a new leaf for Janelle? What's going I mean, on right now? Unfortunately, the ex is still around. He's coming to my retreat. Okay. <laughs> but he's coming as like he's working with me. He, I actually like this version of you right now. It's like a little more mellow. Yeah. More more thoughtful. It's more demure. Demure. If yeah. I knew what that meant, I'd probably say wow. Me right now. So yeah, <laughs> someone new, someone a little more age appropriate. Okay. All right, Sterling. Uh, how many relationships are you in currently? Uh. How many millions are you making this month? Let's hear what you got going on. Do you want to answer or no? Uh, yeah, okay. whatever you want. You're running well, for president. Right now I'm in uh, four relationships. I thought we were going to stop talking about yeah, this I, I said that as well, yeah, didn't I? Yeah. But Adam asked specifically. So yes. I, yeah, I've, got, I've been in a relationship with four different women. I make my money by teaching men how to perform better in the bedroom. Kind of similar wow. similar vein to what yeah, Chanel the, does. But the male the, version, uh, the female version. Yeah, the male version, the female version. Entrepreneur, commentator, yeah. wide range panel. Speaking of wide range, the best of the best is over there. Natalia's in the house. Hi, hi, everyone. Nat, it's great to see you. I've been yes. see, I feel like it's the longest I've uh, we've gone without talking. I miss you. I haven't I miss seen you. you. Too. Glad to be back. You know, Sterling talks about his four girlfriends. Oh. I'm trying to manage one right now. How's so, that going? You know, it's it's going. It's going. It's going. Uh, <laughs> Good. So how, how you have four is beyond me. You know what? I find I'm I'm a way better boyfriend to four than I am to one. Yeah, wow. Why? Well, we're going to talk about that. Thing. Oh. Time efficiency. Anyway, well, be prepared to talk about that today. <laughs> the four versus one. Just um, said, we're going to be talking about why. Natalia, before we get started, what should we know? What's going on? You look lovely. Thank you. Smile to the camera. Cheese, cheese. Teeth whitening work for me. Bang. <laughs> That's like They're the, actually naturally white. I haven't Are they really them. natural? Yeah, my mom wouldn't let me whiten them, so I okay. appreciate well, you. If you did white them, people would be go blind. <laughs> I've gotten that. Um, but before we get started, thank you all for joining today's podcast. 
Uh, you know, I'll be reading the super chats of everything you guys give us today. So make sure you guys like the video, subscribe to the channel, do all that good stuff. Um, because today's panel should be a really interesting panel. We have a nice, diverse panel from oh different yeah. perspectives to being in a relationship, to being single, to having an entrepreneur. So make sure you guys give us some good comments, good chats, because um, I'll be reading them today. And let's get this party started. Let's get this man. party started. I think uh, we'll be answering super chats throughout. Yes. So if you have questions, for any of our guests, they're going to be answering your questions. Absolutely. Be nice, be appropriate, be yes. gentlemen and ladies out there. We are grown-ups. We are not children on this podcast. So play nice out there. Um, speaking of playing nice, let's talk about playing nice on the internet real quick. Shout out to our sponsor real quick. Have to give a shout out to our sponsor, Aura. A-U-R-A, Aura. Uh, I'm all about protecting your money, saving that money, and pro protecting yourself and your identity online. Uh, if you ever think about how much information is out there on the dark web, I mean, just saying the name dark web kind of gives me the creeps. Uh, your legal name, your date of birth, your email address, your phone number, social security, driver's license, a lot of numbers going on right there, a lot of information going on out there. Uh, and this is exactly what cyber criminals are looking for. Uh, and how do you protect yourself? That's exactly what Aura does. Uh, I started using Aura and I had names, likeness, all stuff going on on the internet. Can't imagine what else is going on out there. So um, Aura exists as an identity theft protection monitor, fraud monitor, VPN, password management, antivirus software, all in one easy-to-use app. It monitors the dark web um, for your emails, passwords, social security numbers, and uh, it sends you alerts right to your phone and email. Uh, Real-time alerts, anytime someone's trying to use your name, your likeness, credit card inquiries, all that fun stuff. Um, protect your family and your identity theft at Aura.com. They're giving a special free trial if you go to Aura.com, A-U-R-A, Aura.com, backslash SauceCast, S-O-S-C-A-S-T. Um, you can get two-week free trial uh, when you sign up and make sure your personal information has not been compromised. I did it. I saw what was going on out there on the dark web. Highly recommend, if that's a concern of yours, to check it out. With that being said... Let's start the show. So I'm, I'm obsessed these days with this concept of being a man. I'm also obsessed with the concept of being a woman. There's like the number one uh, biography or documentary right now is what is a woman? And I know that somebody's probably going to do what is a man. Mm -hmm. So um, I was pretty open before the show that it's very easy, especially living in Miami South Beach, to maintain the Peter Pan lifestyle for uh, longer than usual. Same thing for ladies right here. So what I kind of want to just get your guys' opinion on is at what age do you think a boy officially becomes a man, right? And at what age a girl becomes a woman? I think that'd be a good place to start. And then we're going to get into really the three things that it takes to actually be a man in society. And I want to get all your guys' thoughts on this. So Linda, you're in Miami. Yes. Uh, you're around, so you understand what's going on here. Um, at what age, in your experience, would you say a boy needs to become a man or a young guy needs to officially man up and be a man? What do you think? Well, I think it's circumstantial because what if you get a girl pregnant when you're like 19 years old and now you're forced to become a man and a father? So I don't think there's a specific age. Obviously, if you're in Miami or Vegas or New York, 
you have a little bit more time to mess around and just kind of like maybe go to college and you know I'll, I'll wait till marriage I'll wait so I don't think there's an age but I think there's just circumstantial um, if you go to like you just came back from Wyoming or these places in America that are a little bit or they're far away from like what we call like degeneracy and temptation yeah. you're gonna notice that they get married very young especially if they're Christian or Orthodox Jewish or we can talk about the Muslim community as well um, but it just really depends on like your location and then the circumstances I think yeah I, I actually agree I yeah. think Shia LaBeouf uh, when he did his interview with John Bernthal he said like what age do you become when do you become a man and his answer was when you have to be responsible for others right mm -hmm. so like I Having a kid really forces you to grow up. I'm kidless and wifeless right now, intentionally. But <laughs> at the same time, I am responsible for certain family members around me. I take care of my mom. I make sure that my sister's good. Like, so you don't necessarily need to have right. a kid to be a man. I think it's when you kind of get out of like the, you know, the term that, that they're throwing around these days, like the fuck boy phase. Yes. And you realize, all right, there's a little bit more to life than, than just kind of like partying a little bit. And yeah. Uh, took me a while to realize that. Uh, what do you think? Because you 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 have a a daughter. I have a ten year old. But you know, yeah. from a woman's perspective, you're dealing with men out there. You're about to announce your relationship. <laughs> I assume to a, a man, a, a man's man. man. A man. At what age do you think, uh, or what a frame time frame in a man's life do you think he goes from being a boy to a man? Um, I feel like there's two options for this. Like first is like purpose. When you have purpose you're like super driven and you're trying to build the kingdom, right? Like men go from like knights and they're scouting around and trying to figure things out. And then you go into princehood where you're wanting to build your kingdom and then you become a king and you want to make room for the queen, right? So where's their purpose? Where's their drive? What are they focused on? And then you go back to science. Like when is their prefrontal cortex fully formulated, right? They're formulated a little bit after timeline for a woman. I can't specifically tell you exactly the time right like now 25 i think yeah, like yeah. 25 versus yeah. the like women is younger right i'm not sure about women but i think it's like 25 yeah. for women 25 and men 30 i don't know i'm not sure but i yeah. know that there's a difference yeah, so but i, I love what you said science. initially about the uh almost like medieval yeah. hierarchy of a first man first men are knights they want to yeah. adventure they're curious they want to go see mm -hmm. things right yes. like they want to go do things let them be knights and then they go into princehood and they start to build the kingdom and then women get pissed off at the man for building the kingdom they're like why aren't you paying attention to me well because he's trying to build for his future so that he can have the space to give you what he wants and they get all upset with him because they're not letting him build you know and then you're a king and then you have space for the queen but sometimes they don't realize that they had a queen by them the whole time. And so they're so focused on building the kingdom, they miss out. And then, you know, there's just, there's so much to go. I absolutely mm -hmm. love that answer because, you know, the rule of threes. So er, summarize everything in threes. So when I say that, like financially, or even as a man of status, men start off with nothing. You're a red light. And then eventually you got to get to a yellow light and you get to a green light. Like yeah. that, you know, financially, you might be drowning in debt, paycheck to paycheck. You save some money, you become an investor, right? Man of status. Similar thing. I love what you said there. Being a knight, running around, having fun, adventure, yeah. becoming a prince, and becoming the king of your kingdom. Mm -hmm. uh, respect to that. Um, uh, the, Janelle. That's Allison, Allison Armstrong. She yes. writes all these books about that. Okay. I find her stuff a little bit scattered, but the, the concept is that, that they go through the three stages. Like okay. That. I think personally, I think, and you might disagree with me on this, I think that in today's, like, I think if you're fucking, then you're a man. 
Wow. Because listen, you're fucking, which means there's a chance that you can get a woman pregnant. So if you're, I don't care if you start fucking at 12, you're a man or you have to become a man because you could literally bring a life into this world. So is it based on the risk of it or the actual fruition of having a child? It's the response. Like, this is what I say about sex. There's a lot of like, oh, I don't talk to my kids about sex. And, and I think that you have to talk to your kids about sex, like when they're my son's age. And I know a lot of people don't agree with that. You have to do it in an age appropriate way. But my son absolutely knows what sex is. He knows that um, like the anatomy in different languages. He doesn't call it taco or like this is my hot dog or weird shit. Like and how old do. is he? He's almost he's seven. Oh, and you're getting him started early. I know he knows what's up. He's not weird. It's like to him. It's like talking about the sky is blue sex. Like he's just oh, he's not the birds and the bees. Literally, it's not weird. It's not. Yeah. And that's when you get into problems when you t- when it's taboo yep. mm-hmm. and you per- keep it from. Oh, listen, that's your hot dog. That's your taco. It's like, no, that's that's absolutely not what it is. So when when you're taking about that approach, you're talking about sex in general. Mm-hmm. If young young and guys are when did you lose your virginity? I was 16. Thank you for asking. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys are men because here, here's why think about this concept. When you is driving dangerous, are there risks in life? Correct. But it's also very what useful, right? It takes you from A to B and we don't have to, you know, walk anymore or ride a little bike or whatever weird shit we used to do back in the day. Yeah. You can go somewhere now. With that being said, you can't drive without what? Driver's license? Insur- and insurance. Oh, insurance. Okay. Means you, protection. Protection. Mm. So if you're out sleeping around, which we know people are sleeping around younger and younger today, the average child gets their first hit of porn, no disrespect, but at nine, nine to 11 is mm. the average age. And by the way, they did not go looking for that. They weren't like, let me find porn. It was on a device of someone they trusted. Yeah, it's called Instagram pretty much at this point. Basically, exactly. (laughs) So with that being said, I think that men have to man up quicker than what we used to because of how things are. Like you said, Instagram's now porn. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, uh, what I love about you is you have a different perspective than, than everyone. Correct. And I think that's the uh, a foundation of a good conversation yeah. Yeah. is that you may say some shit that Most you started it off agree. saying, Adam, you may disagree, Yeah. which I do, by the way, yeah, which I'll give you, you my do. answer. I know you do. Um, but I love this because mm-hmm. we're not all supposed to agree. Correct. We're supposed to find common ground and agree to disagree at some points. Mm-hmm. Right. I happen to think like you're saying that once you start having sex, I can tell you from personal experience when I was 16 yeah. mm-hmm. or 18 and starting to really have a sexual activity, I can full on tell you I was not a man yet. I believe that. No, exactly. And I think in today's society, people are sleeping around more and more, younger and younger. And I don't think that's what it takes to be a man. You know, they say that, um, you know, anyone can be a father. Any, you know, just uh, you know, have a kid. Have but a... it takes a real man to be a dad. Correct. So I think being a dad and being responsible and taking care of what you've created is at a higher level than just some dude who's fucking. Correct, but there's the chance. What I was saying about insurance, I brought that up for a whole yeah. reason, is if you're having sex, that's a, that's a, there's a chance that you, there's a, like a high chance that you can get someone pregnant. No doubt. And so with that being too much is given, much is required. You have to step up to that plate and say, okay, I need to know what it takes to be a man. Not saying you are one, but you mm-hmm. should be embodying those if you're going to be fucking. For me, like I say, if you can't talk about sex, don't have it. Wow. If you can't sit down on first date and say, we talked about this earlier, talk about your STI history. Tell your girl, I'm not going to only be fucking you. There's three more or four more of you. 
all that shit honesty. should be happening first date. And mm-hmm. if you can't do that, don't have sex. Wow. That's and you're not honest. a man yet. Well, I'd love to hear what the audience has to say about that. If yeah. does having sex make you a man, uh, like Janelle is saying, it is saying, correct. Or is there more to it? I well, love your response. I don't think it's making, but I'm saying yeah. like you should be like if you're going to be having sex, you should be on okay. that path that to being. By a the man. way, side note, and then I obviously want to get Sterling's yeah. opinion. So we're talking about sex makes you a man. We've all seen the movie The Forty Year Old Virgin. So let's extrapolate that into real life. Yeah. You're forty years old. You haven't had sex. Are you technically a man? He's not. He was clearly not a man. Look at the watch the video. <laughs> Did you call hey, that? Steve Carell, I know you're a big fan uh, of the show. Steve Carell, I love buddy. Steve Carell, by the way. Okay. It's hilarious. So so even a forty year old virgin is not a man. I don't I don't think so. That kind of vir- that virgin mentality like that, that that's I mean, come on, you're born with a dick to use, to procreate, mm. to, to have pleasure. To, if you're if you're smart and you take my courses to learn how to use sex to make money, mm-hmm. like this is what you're given a dick for. You're not using it. You're not fulfilling your purpose as a man. Okay. Well, Sterling, <laughs> as someone you know, who's certainly not going to qualify <laughs> for the role of forty year old virgin. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you and I, you know, are the only men on this panel. So I'm very interested in in, in hearing your response and what your response would be to Janelle. At what age did you lose your virginity at? 15. You know, 15. Okay, so I was a year behind you. I got to I gotta, I gotta come correct. Gotcha. So would you say that when you were 15 and you had sex for the first time, you became a man no. or was it later in life? No, I, I would I disagree with that definition. I definitely did not become a man uh, just by losing my V-card. I, I would go with the classical definition of when a man becomes a man is when he goes through a rite of passage. And we don't really have one, unfortunately, a classical defined rite of passage for men mm-hmm. anymore in the Western world. Um, I mean, you look at the men who died in the trenches in World War I, 16 years old, they were men, mm-hmm. but they were 16 years old because they went through a rite of passage, yeah. you know, running into machine gun fire. Now men can get into their 30s, 40s without actually going through any kind of real meaningful rite of passage, mm-hmm. yep. turning them into men anymore. And what you might then ask, okay, what makes a rite of passage? And it's kind of hard to define now, but I think it'd be something that would push you out of your comfort zone, something to make you confront the fact that no one is coming to save you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have you're responsible for your life and for the direction of your life, and for you know maybe you're responsible for a child now, maybe you're responsible for employees. But that rite of passage is going to be kind of different for every man. But I think a man knows when he has gone through that. Mm-hmm. And I think a man, if he's honest with himself, also knows when he hasn't gone through that yet. Yeah, yeah I, I think there's a famous quote out there that, you know, every man or every person has two lives. And uh, the first one and the, the second one is when he realizes that uh, he only has one. Like he went through something mm-hmm. that changed something in his mind frame to realize, holy moly, I actually only have one life. But it was like, then you started living your second life. So for me... And I'm very open and candid about this. Peter Pan type of mentality. Even though I'm making money Mm -hmm. and I was working at a financial firm and had success, you know, on paper, you know, on the weekends, there I am in the clubs in South Beach living it up. And it's very easy not to become a man. And I had to go through that all in one summer of the summer of 2019 where the girl I was with, absolutely in love with this girl, got cancer, got very sick. They had to deal with that be there for her into that situation my father dies 
Okay, yeah. double dose. Yeah. Now I'm the man of the family, literally. And then I go through a depression where I'm like usually the most vibrant, engaging, happy guy. Like that's genuinely my nature. And now I'm like the sad dude. I'm like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, which is not me. But I had to go through that. And then I remember that was 2019. I said, Think, let me just get to New Year's 2020, new year, new decade. What could go wrong? Nothing. 2020. So, and then thanks, COVID, for all that. So, I feel like, you know, the, in society today, a life expectancy is longer. You talked about World War One, World War Two. That life expectancy was 50, 60 years old at that point. Now people are living to 80, 90, 100, no 100. problem. So you can delay being a man. But here's what I'll tell you guys at home: whether you're 22, whether you're 28, or you're 32, whether you're 43, at some point you need to transition from boyhood to manhood. And for me, that number, ironically enough, was 40. Like, late 30s, early 40s, I was, I was like, oh, shit. Like, life just got flipped upside down like I'm Fresh Prince over here. And I need to <laughs> wake up and realize this is the yeah. why we got one life. Yeah. So I think for most men, just to put a, a, a ribbon on this, most boys don't become men until they're about age 30, yeah. I would say. Something but, goes off in their head. So hopefully they've lost their virginity by well, age 30. But what I was saying, yeah. and I think I was, what I was saying was, I get where you're saying, like, you, my point in saying that is if you're, like, starting to have sex, mm -hmm. that that should be the time when you, I believe sex is a rite of passage is my point. Okay. All right. So, and it and is I original. Great point. And, and a lot of people don't treat it as such. Okay. Which is why we have a lot of children out fucking a lot of women and, and fucking up I believe it's called babies having babies. Correct. So here's what I want to do. Because we can have this debate, discussion. Give me a number. You've been out there. You've been on dates. You know what's out there in the sexual marketplace. You know what's out there in the business marketplace. If you can give me a number, not a whole diatribe, just give a number of what you mm. think it takes for a boy to transition to a man. You want to go first? What number? Pass me a number. Um, Mid-30s. Mid-30s. Linda? I would say 35. 35. Yeah. I'll say 33 when Jesus passed. Okay. That's awesome. Uh -huh. Yeah, I'd probably say like around 30. Yeah. Is when a guy starts so, to transition like yeah, that. Yeah, and I think that's fine because we have a lot of people in the audience uh, who are 22, 24, 26, and they're maybe not happy with where they're at in life. And we, we know as guys who are late 30s, early 40s, life takes time. Yeah. Take some yeah. time to marinate, yeah. mm -hmm. get yep. the sauce cooking in the kitchen. For men, just because especially. Of, uh, men, mm -hmm. especially. Yeah. Um, just because you're not where you're at where you want to be at 24, 26, 28, 30, 32, 34 doesn't mean that the next phase or next chapter of your life won't be the way you want it to be. I'm just hitting my stride in my early 40s. And I think that's something that, that men need to recognize is that it takes time. Women, a little bit different. Yeah, women, different. you know, a lot of women, and we have three very beautiful women on the panel, I think you know that women, whether it's out in the marketplace, in the business space, are forced to become uh, not girls, women much sooner than, yeah. than a man. What's your experience with this? What, at what age do you think a girl becomes a woman in today's society? Yeah. Well, if we say biologically, then you'd say like when she gets her period, right? That was back in the day. That's why we, our grandparents would start having kids at like 14 years old and they had mm -hmm. like 10 kids. Um, I think in society today, it's a little bit different. Um, so I would say like, 
early 20s for for women i think they mature a little bit faster than men and a lot of times they want to start having kids your biological clock so i i do think it's before that 35 age range but again circumstantial i have friends that started having kids at 18 and you know they have five kids now but they live in like the middle of texas they skipped college they got married to the one guy that they had sex in you know the first time so Mm -hmm. those people don't count don't disrespect you know you're making some enemies in the midwest no i'm just saying i mean there there are a lot of those people we we live in miami so we don't see that yeah Yeah. well i live in oc right i don't live in miami but if you fair enough and and I'm almost throwing myself under the bus here. I think we are the outliers. We I think we people are. in Miami, Definitely. New York, right. L.A., yeah. certain major mm-hmm. metropolitan cities. We are not normal we are the outliers. America. Normal America no. is probably More much like younger. Correct. Excuse much younger than us. There's at what age do you think you became a woman? Well, I had my daughter at 19. You see, right? Mm-hmm. And so you know, my daughter's 10 now. And I really feel like even though I had her so young, I still didn't know who I was or what I was doing. I felt like I became who I am at like 25. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of got my purpose around 26, 27. And, you know, like I think that, yeah, like 25, 25 was a good age. Okay. What do you think? think When do you think you became a woman, Janelle? Well, because I know you're going to be 30 soon. So I'm going to be 30 soon. But to answer her question real quick, when she's talked about biologically around 14, you know, Girls are having periods now are eight or nine years old. And that's because of all the stuff they're putting in the in milk and the hormones. So you can't even use that anymore as a rule of thumb that when you get your period, you're a woman. Because what, your nine-year-old's a woman now? She's cycling because mm-hmm. of yeah. all the hormones and yeah. the food? But here's my answer, and then I'll tell you when I became a woman. I don't think women become women anymore. I feel like there's no more women on the planet anymore. All the women have turned into men. All of them? I'd say a, a good 80%, 90% yes. On the planet or uh, in Western And then societies? Western America and then Western societies. Is that mindset? Obviously, you don't make biological. You mean mindset? I mean, I see a lot of it even in the... And I, I know I'm going to piss off some fitness people. We were talking about this on the podcast. Even some of the women in fitness today. I've been on some panels with some girls that look like they could beat up all of y'all. And... Although it takes a tremendous amount of dedication and, and to get your body that way, I d- disagree with that type of heavily masculine, strong body. I mm-hmm. think it turns women into men, and it does alter their hormones to build that amount of muscle. So that's just one aspect, okay. but that's but, a small so, percent. But one thing that I think you stand for are traditional gender roles. Traditional gender roles and the fact that women now think like men they out earn most of men. They're not having children now. In 10 years, there's going to be more women on the planet that are single with a ton mm-hmm. of money in their ab- account, but no strollers anywhere in sight. Mm-hmm. So I think that we have a society now that doesn't encourage womanhood anymore. That And women, there's just, I feel like a high value woman, a feminine, surrendered, open, receptive, submissive woman, I think they are so rare. If you find one, guys, hold on to them. I would agree to that. Mm-hmm. So now, when did I be, Okay, became? so I would say after I had my, similar to what uh, uh, Sterling was saying, I had um, some crazy life things that happened to me, and I had a spiritual awakening. Um, I was, um, had my son, same age, Jesus passed, so 34 as so I had my son. But in my uh, 32, 31, 32, when I found Tantra, and I found the concept of sexual polarity, and then I had a purpose. I was like, oh, shit. Mm. Like, I need to bring this to the masses. And then I had my son. 
and not just like because when you have a child it changes your hormones and they don't it's like they're altered during childbirth so that you can go through the pain and I feel like from that was birthed a new person hmm. um, I didn't used to be this like I've always had like an I was an introvert believe it or not so I became this like shocked. Well, it's always like the good girls, the quiet ones who end up I, being, you know. Yeah, I became the Janelle shakti. Gordons of the world. The so it almost sounds world. like there's two components here. Yeah. There's the biological answers where you said, you know, 10, 12, 16, you know, whatever, you start having sex and when you have your period, right? And then there's maybe the more Kayla response where she's saying, listen, I had a daughter at 19, but I don't feel like I even became a woman until I was 25. Mm -hmm. So there's that sort of like, disconnect or cognitive distance that let me ask someone who's i think going through this right now natalia hello you're still 21 five yes. years later yes 25 um <laughs> yes. do you think that you are still a young lady do you think you're a girl do you think you're a young woman do you think you're officially a woman when do you think you became a woman or will become a woman i think i'm in the phase of um being a woman, like a young woman into a woman. Um, I agree with uh, Kayla. I think like 24, 25, um, you've had some life experience, you've gone through college, you know, you kind of um, had some, you know, taste of the real world. So I think around that age, um, you start to think of your future a little bit more. Um, but it can also be like when you're about to have a kid. I think if you're 19, right, and you prepare to have a kid, I think you kind of get in the mindset of I'm about to become a woman, I'm about to become a mother, I'm about to go through different experiences. Mm -hmm. So I really do think it depends on where the women are at um, in a relationship, in their lifestyle, um, and kind of what they want to do. You know, some people like there's women who go through college, and after college, they're still like in that phase of like I'm working, I'm doing this, and that doesn't necessarily make you a woman. Right. You just kind of go into like career mode, and you go that route. Um, so I think it just depends um, on the person and on the woman and where she's at. Well, what, what, what I'm hearing, and I think the panel agrees, that women become women before men become men, mm -hmm. uh, age-wise. Mm -hmm. We've kind of identified that women at least mentally become women in their mid-20s, whereas men become more men in their early 30s. Is that fair to say? Are you, are you with me? I, I, I think men take, think men take on that, that mentality of responsibility in their 30s, yes. Yeah. Um, but I would, so my def, what, how I would define when a woman becomes a woman, I'm, I would say that a woman, because I'm going to add another layer on top of that, mm -hmm. and I think it, there's a girl, there's a woman, and there's a mother. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? I think the the highest level of maturity for a woman is once she's had a child Hopefully. and becomes a mother. Um, some women can they get pregnant early. They go, they go straight from girl to mother. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then they have to wait for the woman part yes. to come in a bit later, right? Yeah. But I think the woman part comes in when a woman understands that she has power over men through mm -hmm. sex. I think, that's mm -hmm. a I think that defines a transition <laughs> from a girl to a woman. Yeah. Once she realizes mm -hmm. she has that power... In her, with her vagina, she can make men do things and 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 you know get what she wants through <laughs> that power. I think that's a pretty clear because they, that's when they change. That's when they change what they're doing, how they act, what they get out of life. They start getting things because of their beauty. Yeah. I think that's a pretty clear definition of like, okay, she's realized she has power here, so now she is a woman and she can use that power however she likes, and she can make that transition to becoming a mother, or she can keep being a woman for Extortion. an extended period think, of time. I think Sterling just nailed it, much like how I said you kind of nailed that, this rule of threes. You know, I talked about 
in the financial world going from red light, yellow light, green light, becoming getting out of debt, saving to becoming an investor. Kayla talked as becoming a man, you know, to use a medieval analogy, being a knight, being a prince, and then being a king. Mm -hmm. I really like developing that analogy, your kingdom. I like that. And then what you said for a woman, being a girl, a a woman, and then a mother. These are stages and phases mm -hmm. of life. And I think it's important just to recognize these types of stages. Here's where I want to go to next. Speaking of rule of threes, um, I've been doing some research. And uh, I, want to, <laughs> I want to explain this. I think, uh, I'm sure there's more, but for the sake of this conversation today, I want to talk about the three elements of being a man in today's society. And that is being a provider, a protector, and being present, which I learned from our friend Janelle. And I, I uh, as much as I was a fan of Boys to Men, End of the Road, Down on Bended Knee, at some point those boys needed to become men. And I think that's sort of the premise of what we're doing here. I started this show, oh everything we talked about here on Sauzcast is make money, being a provider. Okay, cool. Then I said, all right, in order to make money, then you can have status and women and all the byproducts of all that. All right, great. Now you're a protector and you're being present for women. But ultimately what we're solving for here is what does it really take to be a man in today's society? And I want to start with the concept of being a provider. After all, this is a financial type show. So we'll start there. So by the way, shout out to the Art of Manliness. They've got a lot of this information on their awesome website. So here's the traditional definition of a provider, and then we'll have this conversation. So the definition of a provider. Uh, is that the man typically is the breadwinner. He has a good job, earns steady income, provides food, shelter, and lifestyle for his wife and family. But it goes beyond the paycheck, right? And a man also must have a vision for the family, mm -hmm. must have leadership, must sort of have like a get on board and follow me mentality. Okay. It's more than just making money. It's, I know where I'm going, jump on the train, we're going this way, I got money, I've got a vision, I've got leadership, and all this, I have a plan, I'll strategize for this, let's do this. So I think that is, that is a very important caveat that it's not just money being the breadwinner, it's also being the leader. Uh, what I wanna ask you ladies is, what do you look for in a provider? And in many cases, do you uh, look at yourself as the provider you know, today? Why don't I start with you, Linda? Did you mean to say, like, what do you look for in a guy? Yes. Okay, so... As a provider. As a provider. Yeah. Okay. And or, or so, Because some women, let me just rephrase that, some women will say, well, I don't need a man to be a provider. Right. I'll do my own thing. I don't need a man to pay my bills, bring home the bacon. Right. Uh, and fair enough, some women are like that. Some women will say, no, hell no, I, I want a man to be a provider. Yeah. What do you think is a good balance in a relationship? For me, I want a man to be a provider. Like, I want to stay, be a stay-at-home wife. You know, that's what I saw my mom do. That's what I saw my grandma do. That's what I've seen every woman in my family. They're happy. They're content. Um, one thing that I noticed, like, with my mom and grandma is that they they were never, they never say, like, oh, what is my purpose? Like, I'm looking for purpose. Like, a lot of millennials and Gen Z, um, like, the newer generations say, like, they need a purpose. Like, a lot of, for them, the purpose was having kids. Um, so for me, that's pretty much it. Like, I want someone who's going to be able to provide so I can homeschool my kids, I can 
because I'm in the conservative world, I see a lot of what goes on in schools, what they teach children, the indoctrination with the LGBT, the race stuff. And so I don't want my kids to go through that education, mm -hmm. right? Let's say that I marry someone who has a good income, but they can't pay for, for private school that's like $50,000 a year, then I want to be the person to teach my children. So so if the man is the provider, yeah. um, speak numbers for a second. Do you want him to provide 100% of the income? Yeah. 80%? The whole thing? Yeah. Okay. And then your role will be the housewife, the homemaker, yeah. the caretaker. That You believe that is the perfect role? Yes. And so are you saying that a woman shouldn't necessarily have a purpose or a passion or that should be the role of motherhood? So this is where I'm kind of like torn. Like I'll be, uh, ooh, I'll be honest because there are some women that I know that did that and they are not happy. So it makes me wonder like, okay, well, what, what is the situation here? You know, some people will argue that just having kids and being a housewife is going to give you purpose. But what about those women that did it and they don't feel fulfilled? Mm -hmm. So I, I, I wish I had all the answers. Um, I think that I'll be happy if I can help my husband as well with his, let's say he has his own business, you know, can I be his PR person? Can I be his social media manager? There, I feel like there's skills that we have now, especially mm -hmm. with the internet, that we can like work from home, right? Or, or like have a side business or help him. All right, so, last question on yeah. this, and then I want to get Kayla's response. Yeah. Um, you said you're in a relationship right now no, or no? No, Okay, right so. You're gonna, let's say you're an attractive woman. I assume yeah. you have no shortage of suitors and yeah. you're probably, you know, not settling, I would assume. Mm -hmm. uh, are you gonna be upfront with the guy on dates and say, hey, look, I'm Linda. This yeah. is what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. If you can't do the X, Y, and Z, I ain't the girl for you. How soon do you say that to a man when you're dating? So that's actually what happened with the last partner that I had, um, I would say like COVID, like 2020, 21. And he, he didn't believe in that. He was a so-called traditional guy, Christian guy, conservative, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> um, but he was like, what? What do you mean? Like, you mm -hmm. want to be like, you know, f like, you don't want to be 50-50? And I was like, no, there's, I'm not going to do that. 50-50? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I That's was like, what? Days, the like, <laughs> there's no way. So that was yeah. like really, really, like, at first we were friends so it was yeah. it was a different kind of situation we didn't just start dating from the beginning yeah. um, a friendship turned into that uh, but i didn't i assumed i guess it was bad on my part that because he had these values because he was a traditional guy because he was a christian because he was conservative he would be okay with that and so once we had that conversation, I was like, okay, like, I don't really think this is going to go anywhere because I'm not going to be working, taking care of the house, cleaning the kids. Yeah. Like, and I, I genuinely, I don't want to give my kids to the state. Well, I'll say that. That's like a really big deal for me. I think that's a very good point. What you're saying, the date that you're on with this man, I think also part of the definition of being a, a boy versus a man are the types of conversations you have with the people you're dating. <laughs> yeah. So for instance, when I'm in my twenties or in my thirties, the last thing I'm talking to you about is how are we splitting the bills? You know, what is yeah. life going to look like when we have kids? All these like deep philosophical life conversations. I'm like, where are we partying? Where are we going out? I'm trying to get you drunk. Like when you're trying to get just laid, yeah. so to speak. But when you're solving for a significant person in your life, a wife, a spouse, whatever it is, all of a sudden the conversations get elevated. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very important that the words that are coming out of your mouth 
and being intentional. So for you, I'd rather you I have that conversation. Right. Maybe not the first date, Linda, yeah. <laughs> but sooner in the relationship rather than two years in, you're having yeah. fun and dating and you're like, right. so it's time to get serious. And next thing you know, you find out that your man wants you to split the bills of them 50-50. Right. You're like, what just happened? Mm -hmm. Now you just lost two years of your life because you weren't intentional with your conversations. Mm -hmm. And that is also an element of being a, a boy or a girl versus a man and a woman having these essentially difficult conversations. I, I don't know if it was like she was coming at you a little bit, our friend Linda over here, but she said, you know, you talked about having um, purpose in your life and you didn't find purpose in your life until you were 25, although you had your daughter when you were 19. So how do you grapple the purpose, what she's kind of saying of, of motherhood and, and the role of motherhood, what, what um, Janelle speaks so highly of, but separately in the business world, finding your purpose yeah. at 25, 26 in the entrepreneurial space. Well, I think that as we are little kids, we all have some type of desire in our hearts for something. Who's to say that her purpose is better or worse than mine? It's my purpose. That's her purpose. Like, let her do her. I want to do me mm -hmm. because that's going to fulfill me. Her purpose is not going to fulfill me. It's, it's different, yeah. right? So, you know, and I love what you talked about with vision and a man with vision. Like, yes. You know, it doesn't matter. I've, I've dated, you know, uh, I've dated a lot. I, I even had one point in my life where I hadn't dated and I grew up in a very, very strict home. I wasn't allowed to do anything. So I completely rebelled. And one point in my life, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to date. I was like, I'm going to go on a bunch of dates for a year. That's all I did. A bunch of first dates. I think one guy got to like a two or three dates, but it was, everyone was a first date. <laughs> everyone was first date. And you know what that sounds like, by the way, sounds, a lot of free sounds meals. Sounds like a guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, and I, honestly, it was that right. Because it was yeah. so much trauma that I had been through yeah. to where there was protective mechanisms to try to make me be in a masculine role. Well, yeah, don't understand. So exactly. something a guy would do like yeah. first date, hit it, quit it. I'm not saying you did that. No, at no all. hit I it, quit it. I was not saying that at all, but it's just very masculine. It was very masculine. It was masculine of you. It was. Yeah, it was so you're, you're admitting that. Yeah, Absolutely. I was hurt. I was a hurt little girl. Okay. So please, please thank you for bringing this of up. Of course. Go deeper a little bit. You're going on all these first dates. Yeah, it took a year, a year to do it. This was years ago. Give, give yeah. an amount of how many first dates? 10, 20, 50? Over 100. Over 100. Over 100. Yeah. Yeah. I told you. Kayla, that's you went on 100 first dates in a year? Yeah. Wow. I did. And it was really bad. Like, in my brain, super analyst. I had, like, charts. Like, I believe it. Yeah. yeah. It was super massive. You have to, to have that and to go on that many dates. There's a movie about it. I forget. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's called 50 First Dates with Adam Sandler. There's, What's another, going on there's right another one. There's another one where... <laughs> yeah, the round two, 100 First Dates with uh, David Spade. I'll think of it, yeah. Well, yeah. this yeah. is what happened with that because I had never been on dates before. I always was like my daughter's father and like, and then I dated one other guy well, and I was married. My, my husband was uh, alcoholic, very physically abusive. I almost died and I never had dated before. I, and I was so hurt. I'd been through a lot. And so, yeah, it was a masculine energy trying to keep me safe. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I want to learn. I was in a state of curiosity. Um, it was starting with dinner and then they all got annoying. So I did coffee. I did a lot of coffee dates. And um, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about yeah. men and how they thought and what they were thinking and, and how, to, how to communicate. And it was just really interesting um, learning about men because I was, I was always sheltered. So I didn't know anything about men. Wow. And, um, you know, after that, I was able to get into a serious relationship um, for a little bit. And I started to understand how to talk to him and, you know, how to acknowledge him and make him feel important. And all this stuff that I didn't know about, my parents didn't teach me anything about. I had mm -hmm. to learn on my own. Um, you know, and then from there, I've been single for the past two years. And, you know, finally meeting this man. Um, and two years ago, I, 
you know, the love of my life supposedly like left me and like moved across the country, moved to another country and was just like, Miami, I am partying too much here. I know I told you that you're the love of my life, but bye, just like, you know, what? devastated. Yeah, broke my heart. And, um, and then I went through a lot of um, like trauma healing and stuff from there, did a really intensive program for about four months. And I was like, you know what? I loved him more than I loved myself. And so for the past two years, I was like, you know what, what would it look like if I loved me, like truly, truly loved me, loved myself enough to do the work, loved myself enough to, you know, not have my ego like die, just a million cuts of my ego like over and over again. And what do I not know? Where am I still broken? Where do I get to heal? Where am I trying to protect myself? Where do I get to surrender? That was the word of the year. Surrender into my femininity and, and it be okay feeling safe because I didn't feel safe for such a long time. So I have a question. Yeah. And I, your stories, I mean, I, I don't talk a lot about my stories simply because I, I just, it's none of anyone's business and I really like to focus on where I am now. But we had, I grew up in a cult and had a very traumatic childhood and uh, did my own spiritual journey, obviously, in, Thailand, in the ashrams in Thailand and India. But when you say, like, you were wounded and, like, never, like, I grew up... I grew up in, you know, skirts and dresses up to here, down to here. I grew up as a missionary, so we were excluded from the outside world. I had no connection with television, magazines, nothing. And so I didn't know anything. So when I can relate to a lot of what you're saying, but I, I'm just curious because you said I didn't know about, like, dating, and my parents never taught me. Same, same, same. But I never had a desire to, like, go out and date a ton of men and I'm just curious how you said I didn't feel safe. So I went out on a bunch of dates with strange men. How does that make you feel safe? That just doesn't make sense to me. And no yeah. shade. I'm just curious. Yeah. No, um, I think it was me trying to overcome fear. I even had my roommate at the time, like, and I would send her a pineapple emoji for her to come fix, like, come get me. But I was just trying to explore and, and trying to prove to myself, like, I can do it. Like, I was like, I don't want to be alone. I, I want to be able to do this. And I, I would literally have panic attacks like if I walked into a store and a guy accidentally bumped me I would start bawling my eyes out and like panic attack it would happen at work panic attack I couldn't breathe and I was so mad at my body for having trauma reactions to men that I was like I'm going to heal this and I'm going to face it and it was super uncomfortable but I wanted to learn and I wanted to heal it and I wanted to not break down in front of a guy that I didn't know so I think that I was just trying to find my own mm. weird way okay. of healing. It. I was just so curious. I was like, I just don't associate like no, I, not I, feeling safe with going out with a bunch of random strangers. For, yeah. Like, well, I, I yeah. want to, I want to revisit that. And thank you for that, Janelle. Cause that's the perfect segue to this. It was after going on these hundred dates, was there one uniform lesson you learned about men in general? Like I, I know blanket statements aren't easy, but if you could, if you could finish this sentence, all men or most men want blank. I think that most men don't get the opportunity of really being seen by a woman. Interesting. Very interesting. So what does that mean? Like meaning that men aren't able to even get those first dates? No, not that. Just like I feel like so many of us women were taught to where like men need to earn our attention and our affection and everything else, right? Like you need to earn it. And I feel like men marry their wives like who originally act like that but that would require a sense of vulnerability for myself to lower my guard and see you and honor you for who you are at this very moment versus you need to prove yourself so i think that that was the consensus because like if i could really just sit with somebody that i didn't know 
get super uncomfortable and allow myself to drop my guard and be vulnerable even though I felt so bad and just really make them feel seen and appreciated and and really ask questions and I'm and I want to know about you and I'm in a state of curiosity like I found that those those conversations like I was just like oh like they're really interested in me and I'm like well what did I do I'm really curious as to what oh I just treated them like they're important mm -hmm. you were curious about them yeah. 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 Well, men, men will go for their entire life and rem remember that time that some random old lady told them they looked cute. They'll remember that for like 40 years. Men? Yeah. Men will remember a compliment forever because oh. men don't get that kind of they attention. Yeah. They don't Unless get that they do some kind of accolades. Dude, you are so accurate with that. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the first time that someone, like, I remember being 22 and I was hired. My first job was a sales job and I was the only guy. It was me and a bunch of girls, like six girls. You girls are watching, you know I love you. Like my homegirls. Okay. And one of them came up to me. She goes, Adam, you're cute now, but you're gonna be really handsome when you grow up. And I was like, Aww. Oh, okay, I guess you still I'm gonna remember grow up. it. Still I remember still it. remember when she said I was in the hallway right there. Still to this day, I was like, I got something to look forward to. Yeah, wow. It gave and you I, that. And look at me now. You're pretty cute. So, thank you. <laughs> that's the, that's I think you're very. I think you're. I think but you're right. But that's the difference that. between fundamentally the difference between men's self self esteem and women's self esteem. Well, yeah. men's self esteem has to be self esteem. Uh -huh. It yes. has to come from within you because yes. the external world is it's not right. really going to tell us we're amazing and mm. we're pretty and all this sort of yes. stuff. Whereas women are constantly, they seek that constantly, all the time. but you're constantly validated by the external world mm -hmm. on, right. on your beauty and your value. And that's why men are success objects and women are beauty objects. Exactly. Yeah. This is why we invited three beautiful women on the panel, not three, not three ugly ones. Ugly ones. So uh, just to, to button this up, Kayla, uh, Linda said she wants the man to, spend, to pay for 100% of the bills. She got turned off when the guy was like, yeah, it's 50-50. She's like, next, see ya. You're about to you know, be in a relationship or announce yeah. it. You're in a relationship. You're also an entrepreneur. Yeah. What do you think is the perfect balance income-wise in a relationship? Um, well, for me, I've been in a lot of relationships where my vision, ambition, like intimidated them. Yeah. And I would feel like they would like kind of squash my dreams or like, you really don't want to do that and make me feel small. So for me, your vision gets to be 10 times bigger than mine. For me, yeah. you are the man, you are the leader. For me, I don't need you to take care of my bills, but it's really nice. Like, absolutely. Like, shower me, make me feel special, mm -hmm. make me feel desired i want to go to the nicest places i want to be cherished i want to be loved like i don't also want to say like hey like let's go here for the weekend and you talk to me about a complaint about money because like you're at that point you're still trying to grow and and become who you are and like i just it needs to be a good match like i'm super ambitious i want a power couple i want to mm -hmm. have one vision one mission i want to change lives and i want them to do it too we get to be in alignment with our values and and our beliefs and well, so know? let's say you have that and you get that yeah I have still that. bills got to get paid yeah, what's the yeah. so what do you think is the ideal balance number wise as far as what he's bringing to the table and paying for and what you're doing i think that he should provide pay for you know everything 100 percent. for me myself is like i like to pay for because he won't let me like like <laughs> you know it's just like oh i can take care of this but i just will do things anyways i don't feel like bills are small it's like what is it house car you know, like electricity, like well, the bills. Like <laughs> Most people are live. paycheck to yeah. paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. Two out of three yeah. people. Are, so with all due respect, yeah. bills aren't bills that are small for small. most people. Yeah, yeah. My whole life, I've always done everything and take care of myself. There's yeah. never been but anybody. But now you're about to have a man who's going to take care of you. So yeah. what's the and number? And I'm really excited about this. She's at 100%. Yeah. And we're going to find out what Janelle wants. 
Do you have a number in mind exactly? Well, 80, I know. 20. I just. 80, 20? Yeah, what's the number? I feel like my situation's different, so I don't. Okay. Like, you don't want to like, go. You don't want to stick to a number. Uh, no, I'm like I'm okay. happy to pay for whatever you need to pay for, but I'm not gonna have anything paid for free. Who's so. paying the rent? Huh? He is. Yeah. Okay, so 100. percent Is 100. <laughs> yeah. percent But the, the point that I think is real, and then I'll give you my number. The yeah. point that I think is really, and I'm not trying to come down on you because I think you're very sweet and very feminine. Like, I call this like the faux feminine like you want to be like i've done all this self-work and heal trauma and i'm not saying you haven't i believe you have you knew allison armstrong but i still feel like you want to be the man why does your purpose matter your purpose doesn't matter your purpose is to give birth and serve your man and and if you're going to be a boss babe and make you know hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars why why wouldn't you at least chip in even we had a panel just today with a guy who makes 10 million a year and he says he wants his woman to at least just chip in a little, just mm -hmm. something. Yeah. So it shows that she's in the game. Like, what makes you so special yeah, yeah. that you that you're like, oh, my purpose matters and that I want to do me. And a lot of the stuff I heard you say was like, you still want to be in control of your life, but you're about to partner yeah. with someone. And no, it doesn't yeah. work like that in relationships. Yeah. One person has to submit. Yeah. No, I totally understand. And And first of all, I wasn't saying that like, that I want to be, like I am a woman and I want to be, and I'm learning and growing, right? Like that's what it is. And this is new for me and I'm exploring this and I'm like also taking the time to have really amazing, uncomfortable conversations as I'm learning how to be loved, yeah. right? Because as it happens, I feel like I get love bomb and I still have breakdowns and I'm like, I'm safe, it's okay. On the opposite side where someone's trying to love me and I'm like, oh, okay, you're safe. Um, in terms of finances, right? Like I wasn't saying that I wouldn't, I'm just saying that, you know, for well, me, you my mind, that. you said he should pay for everything for my mind. I'm like, take my money and let's invest in properties like versus pay for bills, you know? So I just, that's still sharing. You, you mentioned about like the importance of him having a you know, purpose that's like 10 yeah, times yeah. or like drive that's 10, yeah. 10 X what yours is, right? Say he comes, that guy comes across and hopefully he has with that elevated level of purpose and whatnot, yeah. are you going to, because like at the very beginning, you mentioned that you have you know drive and purpose yourself. Mm -hmm. Are you putting those aside right now to focus on his big vision? Well, our visions are aligned. Okay, so it's, it's basically the exact same thing. Yes. Okay, well that's super lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Hypothetical scenario though, if they were different, if he had, this is my steam steam engine going in this direction, baby. Yeah. Yours is currently going in this direction. I want you to hop on board, and he's going to take care of everything else. Would you? Like, are you planning I'm gonna to put, my, I'm gonna put my dreams aside? Yeah, I'm going to put my purpose aside sign. and I'm going to jump on his sign. purpose. Yeah. So when you have a kid, then are you going to stop working and just focus on being a mom and let your purpose and your drive and your vision kind of go in the go in the trunk and closet, close it and just serve your husband and your child? I think that that is I've being a mom is the hardest thing I think I've ever done. Mm -hmm. And I think that... I concur. And I yeah. do, I've, I've done it alone, so I understand. Yeah. But so is, I, that, is that you didn't answer the question, though? I, I understand. I'm saying that I feel like I've been selfish as a mom in my past. And I feel like if it came to the time where I would need to stop what I was doing and honor my child and give that child the experience, I'd be willing to do that for the child. Um, you know, in terms... For the child, but not your husband. Be, but if that's what he... But it depends. Like, is that is he asking that of me? Is he's like, hey, like, I really want you to do this? I feel and like stuff most down? high value men 
want their woman to be taking care of their children, not some childcare or some school. Like yeah. they yeah. don't want their wife being a boss babe and mm -hmm. finding their purpose while their child's being raised by someone else. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think, know. You I think no. I think uh, th this is why I love what we do here on the show so Thank much you. is because there's no clear answer. There's no right or wrong oh, yeah, answer. I'm just curious, but. These are the types of difficult conversations that you need to have in grown-up relationships. Yeah, and I yeah, yeah exactly. You know, like Uncomfortable conversations. Yeah, no no doubt. And it's Sterling hit the nail on the head. Like you got super lucky that you and your man's vision are aligned. Like I'm doing this. Hey, me too. Let's do Let's it together. Holy shit, we're doing yeah. this. Mm -hmm. Most guys that is, is hey, I'm an attorney, you're a hairdresser. Right. What you know, yeah. I'm a uh, yeah. engineer you're a bartender, uh, bartender whatever it is. And your biological clock is ticking, right? Like, we need to have kids, right? Yes, mm -hmm. and, you, you and, and a lot of women don't want to say, okay, babe, I'm on your team. I got it. And either, either the man uh, isn't making enough money so the woman isn't willing to do that, or they have a fear of letting go of the of the Control. reins and saying, yeah. all right, I'm in your I world now. You, I or they have I this, submit. I'm a independent woman i don't need no man or i can't trust a man thing but at the end of the day you know a lot of times people get you know you think that these kind of types of conversations are to you know shit on women not at all i think sterling and i will tell you i think it's helpful our favorite thing in life is women yeah we want to make sure that we get along with women and that these dynamics work but the power struggle of i'm doing this and you're doing this is really hard is this something that you have a hard time with women getting on your, you know, on your train and going your way at these conversations in your world? Yeah, I mean, that, that's how I vet okay. in mm -hmm. the first place, really, is there's, there's a pretty clear type of woman that I'm looking for. She wants to have kids. She's family-orientated. She has a good relationship with her father. She's religious. I'm looking for these kind of things in the first place. Yeah. Not, not, I'm not looking for a woman who has, like, a long-term career and she's focused on building a business and that sort of stuff. So... Like she would kind of get weeded out at the very beginning of the process, anyway. She, she would, would get be, weirded I, out because you're asking her tough questions that she's not prepared to answer. No, she but doesn't it, have that, right? She just—it's it, uh, we're not aligned. Yeah, we're not aligned. We're looking for two totally different right. things, and I'm not—I'm not in the business of trying to change somebody. Right. Like I'd—I'd I'd much rather find someone who's more compatible for me. Yeah. Who wants that family life? Okay, great. You're my kind of girl. You're the kind and of uh, back to the the financial side of it. The these women, are you? Taking care of everything? Is there an ideal balance? Is well, I'm not, around them, I'm not around them 24-7. When they're around me 24-7, like, you know, then everything's on me. It's all, okay. I take care of it. When you're not around, but I'm not are around they them, working? They all have, they all have jobs. jobs. They all have jobs. Okay. He doesn't now, know what all their jobs are. The moment they get pregnant, I'm taking care of everything. So that's it. That'll be the, that, that's the goal this year is two of them. That's Vegas, the yeah. transition when they period. get pregnant, okay. yeah. How does it work in your life? Then I can move, like, you don't need to work, baby. Cool. You're having my you having my child for God for goodness sake. Yeah, for okay, that, I'm, that gonna, is I'm gonna take care of everything. Dude, you're gonna push out a human yeah. out of your yoni. Like I think that, and you're gonna breastfeed. That that's like yeah. that right there deserves it's labor. Deserves yeah. a check. It's you know, how does it work in your world? Because yeah. I'm, you know I'm very complimentary of you that you know you're feminine. You have feminine energy. You recognize that traditional woman. You're a mother. But also, you know, you work, I, you do retreats. Do, it's, you're an I entrepreneur. Do. My, my How do you balance that? It's really challenging because I do it out of, um, not of choice. You know, my son's father is not, I, I don't like to talk about it, but it's, it, he can't provide. We'll just say that. Okay. Cannot. He cannot provide. Okay. And I'm not going to put my son's business out there as dad, but we'll just say he can't provide. Okay. So I was forced into that role by my decision, you know, um, 
to to provide for my son. So it is extremely challenging. I was telling Sterling, and a lot of people when they see me teaching and they see me on shows, they're like, "Damn, what she's saying is feminine, but she looks masculine." Like how I'm talking, because I do that obviously for people to get my take me seriously and understand. Like I speak with authority. I speak with Shiva with masculine energy to make sure that my point gets across and that people say yes and believe. Because that's what I want. Anytime you're in front of people, you want them to say yes, and I agree with you. And I do that first rule of sales, right? Mm -hmm. So when we were at this last podcast, I was like, Sterling, please. I was like, can you just can you just handle this? I'm like all over. Well, I'm all over the place, right? I'm like I'm I'm feminine. Like I'm just uh, I can't do that. So to answer your question, for me, it's a lot of um, a lot of feminine self-practice that I do. I do, you know, I yoni steam every single freaking day. I'm going to open a shop soon. I use my eggs every single day. I do feminine things. I do movement, dance movement, my own method that I teach women. I put myself around alpha men all the time. I don't fuck with regular guys who are or anybody like, no, if you're around me, you are a powerful man. You hear that gentlemen? And I do that. Like you look at my Instagram, like you know, Mike Rashid, all these T.O., Terrell, like all these people that I surround myself with, they're real alpha men. And so by default, I turn feminine. Mm. I am feminine, mm. but it invokes more femininity because the law of sexual polarity is if you have one masculine and one feminine, whichever one's more dominant, the other person's going to flip. So if you're more ma masculinely dominant, your man's going to flip to feminine. It's just not anything you do. It just happens. Mm -hmm. So yeah. for me, it's, it is work for me to stay in that feminine role because I am providing. Let me ask the chat real quick because we're, we're, we're kind of breaking down these numbers, 80-20, 50-50, The role of a provider today, uh, if you're trying to be in a long-term committed relationship with someone, uh, what percentage as a man are, do you want to pay? Is it 100%? She needs to get on your vision, support the family. Is it a 50-50? Uh, put it in the, uh, the chat below. I want to get a, a basic read on what you think it is, ideally. And Natalia, would you read those? Um, you talked about the relationship didn't work with uh, your, your son's father because he wasn't able to provide. I want to give you some, some, mm -hmm. some data mm -hmm. uh, as far as the man being the provider versus the woman being the provider. So yeah. Cosmo did an article, the, the magazine Cosmopolitan, and they interviewed uh, a panel of 12 different women. They asked them a series of questions, uh, and these all these women provided for their man. And these were the most common responses that the women said about supporting their man. They said that they felt an actual po power dynamic shift mm -hmm. going from the man to the female as the power player they said there was a high level of stress that the men were constantly seeking assurance from their woman. Baby, is it okay? Are we okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. They said that was very unattractive. She started paying, and the more she started paying, somehow the dudes lost drive and got lazy. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And ultimately, the woman lost respect, and at the end, uh, they ended the relationship with their man. Mm -hmm. So the concept of the woman being the provider in today's society, I think four out of ten women in relationships are the breadwinners in relationships. Correct. That's correct. So weird dynamic. So rule number one of these three things that a man has to do in order to be a man, the, be the provider. Okay, or your woman is going to leave you. Yeah. Um, speaking of a woman who is looking for a provider, Natalia, let's play <laughs> this clip. 
Uh, I, do you want to play the whole thing? Is this um, the it's a minute long. You want me to? I'll play the whole thing, okay. and then we'll, do it at the, uh, we'll weigh in at the end. Okay. So here's a clip. Oh, uh, hold on, hold on. Sorry. Let's get this on the screen. Yeah. Deli, Andres, here's this girl. If we can widen the screen. Here's a woman. Let me tee this up. Oh, here's a woman who clearly is looking for a provider in her life. This is via our friend Red Pill Ricky. Go ahead. Working is not a compliment. But no, I'm just saying that even as a housewife, you have to work. I work so I can buy shit and that's it. Oh my God. That's the only that's reason why I work. Okay, but that's the reason everybody works, so they can <laughs> buy shit. Why are you driving a truck right now instead of being some, instead of working for your husband and being a wife? My mom didn't do her motherfucking job and create generational wealth for me, so now I gotta work. I can understand that, but that's not your mother's job. It's your job to go out and create a life for yourself. You fell for the same trick everyone else falls for to be an independent woman and go out here and work instead of being a wife and working for your husband. That's what you should have done. Stop being fucking rude. Stop being rude. Stop it. Okay, look, I'm not trying to be rude, but what is wrong with you right now? I gotta cook. I gotta clean. I gotta work. I gotta do my own hair. Jesus, where is it in? I'll come get you, but you gotta calm down. Come get me. I don't wanna work. I'm tired. <laughs> Come get me. I don't want to work. I'm tired. Oh my God. How many women oh my God. do you think low key, they're not verbally saying it, but feel that? How many women are like, I don't want to work. Come get me, husband. What do you think, Linda? I think like 90% of them. And there's 90% actually. 90% of women yeah, think, I think like a that. A lot of them. Um, you know, there's a trend on TikTok right now if for the TikTokers of girls driving to their corporate job. You can tell they're like, you know, younger, maybe like in their 20s, 30s, and they're like crying, right? So they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I'm tired of this. I just want to be soft. And like, this is terrible. And so, and I've seen a couple of those. And when, when Ali was here last week with us on the show on, on my podcast, we talked about it because I was, I was in corporate before and I hated it. And I say it now and I say that just women don't belong in corporate. And people get mad and I get hate for it. But the reality is that there's, you know, you start cheating, there's cheating going on, especially if you're obviously mixing genders, which most jobs do. Uh, we talked about it earlier as well. They use women for sales because of their sexuality, because they look good. And then, you know, more situations happen. So I think most women, um, giving the situation if their man was, you know, high value and said, stay home, mm -hmm. you know, I'll be the provider. All you have to do is cook, clean, take care of the kids. They'll be happy. I disagree with that a thousand percent. You, know? you do disagree, I disagree with what with Linda's her. saying? Yeah, I, li I like you though, Linda. Thank you. But yeah. the last but why thing do you that disagree I will say, okay, I'm sorry, the last thing that I will say is that uh, my girlfriends, right, the ones that are, uh, that let the man take care of the, uh, the bills and everything and stay home with the kids, they're a lot less stressed and happier than mm -hmm. the other ones that I know who have to work because they just simply like it's it's mm -hmm. it, like you said like people are living paycheck to paycheck yeah. yeah and they're stressed out and they're like I just got out of work and I have to pick up my kid and then I have to do this and then I have to do that it's like they never get a break you know right. yeah exhausted. I mean, look, look how exhausted and stressed out literally that like, like terrible come no, get like, me come get me Janelle yeah. why I, do you disagree with Linda because I, I thought that you would fully agree with what no, she had to say because of what she said at the very end what was that um women like women today like stress you know why because they're men men love stress it's cortisol 
They want to do better. They want to climb to the top of the ladder. They want to be the one you got. You guys don't get affirmation ever. You have to prove yourself. You have to be the best in the best, have the biggest body, the biggest dick, the biggest credit card, and still be emotional and tell your girl she looks great. But you have to be able to protect your family and kill someone if they come in. Mm -hmm. So that's the amount of stress. And you have to get an erection. And you have to not be stressed out to get an erection. So it's I like, know that's not a problem <laughs> okay. for the men on that's this not a, That's Sterling, not a problem. So. so the bottom line is I don't think that that's most women. I think that that is a lot of women, but not most. Okay. Because women don't want to submit. Uh, they don't want to surrender. They don't want to make a sandwich, let alone cook a freaking pasta like dish. Like a real They meal. don't want to clean. They don't want to, women, even when they have children today, women are, and I am hating on these women. I'm sorry. The best thing for your child is to have your child vaginally. Yeah. Women are scheduling cesareans. Mm -hmm. They are not breastfeeding their children. I breast my fed my son until he was seven. Not all the time, but till he was seven. My son is so emotionally astute, it's it's crazy. And you they don't want to look good either. And, it's really weird. And 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 so you talk about women don't want to do the hard I, I'm gonna say it's hard. I'm not gonna say, oh, it's easy having my kid natural without drugs and selflessly having a child hang from my boobs for freaking almost a decade. Like that is selfless. Women are selfish today. Mm. They want to have the biggest ass with the biggest lips, the longest weave, make all the money, buy their Louboutins, buy their Chanel, and then get a man to kiss their ass. Yep. They don't want to do be a housewife. No yep. freaking way. Yeah, no way. This, this is clearly right. becoming more and more right. of a problem in society. <laughs> I just threw the number out there because no, I'm like, I, know I what just you're saying, no, but, but you, I agree with so, her. So yeah. you just went from 90% of women yeah. want to be taken care of and right. now that after her uh, examples, mm -hmm. what do you think the actual number is? It's Versus so there's a want and what you'll actually do, right? Yeah. I think that's what Janelle was basically saying. Also society, they're saying this, they're say yeah. but also when it comes to reality. encouraging it. Love. Right. Yeah. So you have to go with the collective conscious sub uh, programming, television, media, Beyonce, we run the world, Cardi B, all these songs are like, yeah. I don't need no man, Madonna. I don't need no... <laughs> Everything mm -hmm. is like you don't need a man. Mm -hmm. They're literally pushing sperm banks. They're doing everything they can do. These giant dildos that fuck up women's yonis Ooh. and make it impossible for them to orgasm. Make it impossible for a man to have a fighting chance to make his woman orgasm. Okay, so let me yeah. ask you this. Let's get to the heart of the matter. All right. We just, you went from 90% to holy shit, let me reverse course. Now yeah. it's probably 90% the other way. If most women are thinking like this, like saying one thing, come get me, come get me, I, I need a man. But in reality, they're like, no, Actions I'm my own woman, matching. I'm an independent woman, everything you just said. How should men operate and what should they say and or do to convince these women to be more traditional and because that will actually make them happier in the end, mm. not in the short term with their Louis Vuittons yeah. and shopping. What do you think? I said, we're just hurt. Like, you know, as I was sitting here contemplating you know, would I surrender, right, to a man? Mm -hmm. I had this realization, I've never had that option. Mm, That's well. never been a thing. Mm, I've yeah. had to survive my whole life. Yeah. You know, like even thinking about that, like that scares me. Like, what do you mean? Like I would trust him and he would just take care of me because I've had so That's many- That's very honest of you, yeah. I'll give you that. 
thing. I mean, like I've, I've never had that experience. Yeah. So I've always had to survive and do my own, take care of myself and, you know, make money. And I've had many times in my life crying, like, God, like, please come save me. I don't know how I'm going to pay for everything. I, my parents don't have money. I don't know how I'm going to take care of it. You know, to finally get to a place where we're actually starting to do well, you know, and so now I'm like, I finally got this. Now I don't want to lose it because I worked so They're hard to get valid here. They're all valid points. You know? Everything you're saying is yeah. very valid and very honest, and I appreciate that, that you're saying that. Because mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of women feel that way. And yeah. maybe a lot of women haven't gone through trauma, but they've also been told by their dads, you know, and, and society, like, you're a princess. You should be taken care of. This and that. You shouldn't have to lift a finger. This and that. Right. And so then when they get into these corporate jobs and they're making all this money, then a man comes along and you're supposed to say, like, I'm being devil's advocate here. Oh, okay, I'm going to drop this. So yeah. I get it that they're not, we're not conditioning women to mm -hmm. be submissive. Yeah. That's so, so part of it. It's societal. Right. And by the way, thank you for being open. But let's stay on the, the actual question. What can a man say or do to earn that role? Make her feel safe make her feel safe yeah okay and uh, how? go You're deeper how, how can he make yeah. you feel safe especially when you first start dating because i think obviously we, we we all admit once you get married to a woman like now the, the dynamics has changed but to get to that point for a woman to submit yeah. and, and feel safe it, it's a slow burn like yeah, it doesn't so just financially happen. safe yep. emotionally safe spiritually safe right like physically can, safe physically safe okay so i think financial how do you first safety to a woman in the first month of dating. I'll give you some practical uh, examples. Yeah, yeah, like, go ahead. And maybe the women here can judge. Uh, and, yeah, this. and then I'll add this. Because this would be good. Yes. Yeah, a good practical test. So uh, had this had this situation recently, went on a first date with a woman who's a very entrepreneurial woman, You know, runs a very successful business. And the first date, I told her, obviously, meet me here, dress like this. I ordered her drinks. I ordered her food. I love that. I took care of... Okay, bam, immediately. Mm -hmm. I took care of it all. And this is a woman who's extremely masculine yeah. in her everyday life. She's in charge of people. She manages a whole business. So she has to be on edge and responsible her whole daily life. I come along and I relieve that responsibility from her during this t window of time that we're mm -hmm. together. That allows her, in my experience, maybe you disagree, maybe you agree, but that allows her to get into her feminine and to be submissive mm -hmm. around me. And that's, it's not that complicated it's, for a man to come in and yeah. just confidently take control, mm -hmm. respectfully. But most men won't go there, Sterling. I talked about this, my, my really good first date that I had, where he had everything planned out. He, and he wasn't even from my city. He drove like you know an hour and a half, two hours, and he had the date planned out. He told me what to wear, same thing ordered for me even though I didn't like I, I didn't drink but he still ordered it for me he took me to an activity that I wasn't I wasn't a fan of but the fact that he planned everything mm -hmm. and it was all like I didn't have to do anything I told him I was like I don't want to have to think and well, so I think that that uh, Sterling's example is, is a great I, one by the way fully agree with Sterling but let's go deeper yeah. that's a first date that's first date that's okay the, now you're dating a month two months three months six months how can because women essentially what we're talking about is a woman has to just like let go and be like, mm -hmm. all right, this dude's got me. Trust yeah. you. Which is very, very hard. difficult very for hard. a woman in today's society to do. Correct. To say, hold on, you actually want to take care of me? Why would I trust you? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, you make me feel safe. You make me feel secure. Can I trust you? I don't know. Never felt this way. This is crazy. Oh my God, how do I know you're not going to leave me? A woman is going through all sort of a mixture yeah. of emotions. I'll, I'll answer that question yeah, too. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Paint a picture of the future. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a vision, if you don't have a plan, where she's going to be, 
like, where's this going? Yes. What 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 is what's Don't what does it want her from time. me? It's she feels like it's a waste of time. Because right. you haven't as a man, you haven't clearly painted a picture of the future of you two together mm-hmm. and what's yeah. what's gonna be yeah. happening. And okay. also creating By the way, it's a, th- such a great point, and this yeah. is kind of what we talked about is that being a provider or the or the breadwinner of the family is not just financial, it's vision leadership and having a plan and a purpose that you're getting her on board with Mm -hmm. because like even i talked with sterling about his sorry to bring it up but about the girls and i'm like how do you get all these women on board like this is and they're different age different backgrounds and stuff but he has a very like we've talked about it all day he has a very clear-cut purpose of what he's going to do where he's going to live how many children he's going to have how he's going to raise like he has a fucking like it's in mm-hmm. graphs. He knows what's up. And women want to feel safe, but they want to surrender and submit to someone who's present, who's acting like Shiva. Mm-hmm. That's why I say like and then you have to also connect with them. This one is a little more esoteric, but I believe it's very strong. You have to connect with them um, emotionally and spiritually in a sexual way. Mm-hmm. That's why the presence activity like mm-hmm. yab yam, eye gazing, soul, all these things that I do at my retreats. That's, there's a reason it works because it's when a man sits with a woman and just shows that like, he's basically sitting and saying, I'm God and you're my goddess and we're not going to say anything. Well, we're going to do this activity. So get, yeah. like, don't, don't okay. waste the good stuff for okay. this all right, for all right. right now. Like we're going right, to get right. there. So let me just uh, wrap up this. Cause we talked about the three elements of being a man, uh, one being a provider. So let's wrap this up. We'll move on to number two. Um, the, the, um, the, the, the concept of being the provider, um, the man's painting this picture. Now put yourself in the men's shoes out there. Obviously, if you're a millionaire and things are great in life and it's like, get on my team, awesome, I've made my money, I've found my career, awesome, get on board with me. Okay, mm-hmm. oftentimes those men have plenty of options. They do. So they're choosing the woman to get on board with them. Let's say you're the guy out there who's making 50 grand. You're 26 years old. You're into this girl. Let's say you're 30 years old. You're making 80 grand, 100 grand. You're still not ready to officially, officially take care of your woman that she's just going to leave her job because women want a lifestyle as well. What can the man say to the woman to at least have her buy into the vision, even if he's not there yet? Mm. I I would say, are you going around? Yeah, go. I would say that like... I know this sounds bad, but you really have to, you have to fake it till you make it. If you're in that position, (laughs) you do. Cause I've had this very experience happen. I was telling Sterling where my ex is just not there. He's the demographic you actually described money, age, everything. And he just simply said, listen, I can't give you what you want for at least two or three more years. I can't, but I'm not like, yes, obviously, you know, I date casually a few girls here and there. He's 26, right? It'd be weird if he didn't, but he's like, there's no one else in the runnings to be wife and mother of my children. You would, you are that person. I'm like, mm, okay. And whether it's a smoke, he's willing to smoke up my ass or not, you know, and he So did. you're encouraging the man to lie to you? No, I, I don't <laughs> think he's lying. I think, I think he has every intent. He means that he's yeah. like, there's no one else. There's no one else. You are that woman. I'm just, I can't provide yet. I can't provide for you. Okay. So you so, appreciate the honesty. I, but I also think that he should make her inclusive into, even if he doesn't have the money, like, I want to build this with you, baby. Mm. Like, give me yeah. time. Like he can't ask a woman for time. He can, and she can either say yes, or she can say no, okay. that's on her. 
But if you don't have the resources like you guys have, you can honestly say like, and I hope they're being honest, but I would think they would. Like, I don't have this yet, but in the next five years, you're in my life plan. I see myself, I see you being the mother of my children. I da 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 da. And like, I want you to stand beside me and da da da, all these things, build with me, use yeah. team, we, us, future, mother, children, things like that. Now a woman can decide at that point what she wants to do with it. She, that's her gamble. And the older she is, that is a gamble on her. Got it. Right? And she doesn't have children. Yeah, I like what you said, using the terms like we, us, ours. Team, yeah. mother, Team. Okay. things like that. What do you think a man can do to get his woman to buy in to his vision, even if he's not where he wants to be yet? Ambition is sexy. Ambition is sexy. Like you can have a man that's a multimillionaire that loses everything and has to rebuild it. Right? It's the <laughs> mindset. Today, right? Also. It's the mindset. It's the, like, I'm going to go after, I'm going to go get it, and I want you to be a part of it. Exactly, the mm -hmm. team. That's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Linda, final thought. Um, I pretty much agree with both of them. Um, I think I would add that, as women, we are intuitive. We have intuition. And if you start getting, like, that bad vibe where this guy's, like, lying to me or he's bullshitting or just, like, blowing smoke on my ass, like, you're going to know that. Like, you're supposed to know that. Cause you're, yeah. And that's that's pretty much how... I live my life too, not just with men, but in general, like you just have that feeling like this is just not it. So use your intuition, like tap into like that feminine energy and you'll be able to know like, okay, this is not the guy, like I'm wasting my mm -hmm. time because sometimes you could have that man that uh, maybe has the motivation, the provider has the money, all that stuff, but maybe he's just wasting, he's still in his fuckboy stage. Mm -hmm. There's like 50 year olds still in their fuckboy stage. So intuition, I think it's a big well, one. You're, women. you're officially talking to uh, a man who's graduating from fuckboy phase to, to a grown up. Let's Relax. go. If I can do it, you gentlemen can do it out there as well. <laughs>